Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Hey, um, if you've got your Bibles with you, uh, we're going to be looking out of the book of Luke uh, the scriptures are going to come up on the screens, but uh, you know, every time I'm up here, I can't not encourage you, bring your Bible to church. It should be going wherever you go. Uh, if you're going on holiday, take it with you. If you're going on a date night, you should just take it with you just in case God says something. And also to just show your wife how spiritual you are as a husband. Um, but no, really, this is the truth. It is the Word of God, and it should be going wherever you go. And so when we are sitting here at church, my heart is that you would bring a pen, a highlighter, maybe a book if you don't want to write in your Bible. Mine's got lots of scribbles and stuff in it. Um, but my heart is that you would actually let this become a real-life document, a real-life piece of, of paper that words in here speak to you, they jump out at you, and revelation starts to take place when you read the words. And so when we talk about Scripture today, which we're talking about a Scripture today that many of you know, it's very well known. But here's the thing is, we can always learn something new when our hearts are in tune with what God's trying to say. And this morning, I know that He has got something very specific to say, not to us as one person, but to us as a church. And at the end, we're going to just spend a bit of time on this. But uh, we're going to be reading out of Luke chapter 10, verse 24, and it is the story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, the Good Samaritan, we're doing the parables uh, at the moment, the humble parables uh, that Jesus spoke on. And so a parable is a story that Jesus told to help bring a lesson, some spiritual lesson uh, or, or a moral lesson for us to learn. And even though this was spoken, the story was told over 2,000 years ago, it is not dead. It is relevant for us right here, right now. And uh, I want to just take a little moment, uh, maybe, uh, you know, just a little entitlement for it being up on stage. My Bible says this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. But I've been thinking about this all week, and maybe it needs to be the parable of Humanity 101. Because it's actually how we as people should be every day. It's not one man's story 2,000 years ago, but it is a story for us today to have in our hearts of how we should be to each other, but also it shows us how God is to us in the most beautiful way. So let's just read it um, before we get too far ahead. So the parable of the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Now you already know that that's a bad start, trying to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? So Jesus putting it back on this guy. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, to do this and you will live. But this man wants to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Now, before we carry on, this, they called them lawyers. This was a man of the law. He, he knew the, the scriptures really well. He was an expert in the scriptures. And, but he was also a Jew. So what we have to realize is, just to give you context, is the Jews taught about Jews. They loved one another. But someone like a Samaritan was an outcast. They were not to be spoken to. And it's even documented that some uh, of the rabbis would actually teach 
And so if you could imagine the context, it would be, my, be like me like saying to you right now that, hey, this race over here, don't even let them have babies because if you let them have babies, there's going to be more of them. Now, that was being taught. And so Jesus says to this guy, well, the, you're going to read the answer in a minute, but he is asking, who is my neighbor? Now, he already knows it's the Jews. He's like, these are my people. These are God's people. But Jesus has a really beautiful way of just helping us in a parable to understand Jesus, Jesus' heart, and what this means for us today. So here's Jesus' reply. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he fell into the hands of robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, they beat him, and they went away leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too did a Levite, when he came to that place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins, gave them to the innkeeper, Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now, this story of the Good Samaritan, I want to just help us out today by giving you four points. Um, I love points because I think if you can remember those four points, it's going to be so much easier than trying to remember 30 minutes of something that might have been said. But my heart is that as you hear these points, you can apply them to your own situation and either go, yep, I'm regular at that, uh, there needs to be some work at that, or boy, I shouldn't even tick a box on this one. So let's look at this. We're going to start with first number one. So... The good Samaritan, in this moment of scripture, he was going somewhere. He was on a journey somewhere. It says he was on his way from Jerusalem to Jericho. And on the way, he saw this guy, half beaten, almost dead, lying on the side of the road. Sorry, my thing's not working here. It's great. Can I give you that to... And so when we see the journey of this guy starts, and my first point that I want to encourage us with this morning is this guy was going somewhere. He was on his way from Jer uh, Jerusalem to Jericho, but he saw this guy and he had compassion on him. He actually started to, his heart had a moment of compassion and he was not even liked by the Jews. So the way that Jesus tells this story is that he was despised, that they shouldn't even be talking to each other. For a, a Samaritan to come and help this guy was bad. It just didn't happen. But this guy had compassion. He had pity on him. And so he stopped where he was going. He crossed the road and he went and helped this guy. And so my first point this morning is that you would stop and cross the road. I want us as a church to be people that are, not, are never too busy. We don't have so many things going on in our life that we couldn't stop what we're doing or where we're going to actually identify and recognize that there is help to be had and for us to stop, change a little bit of our direction, not go the other way or try another road, but actually just simply move over into someone else's world and say, hey, I'm here to help you out. 
When we were living in Tauranga, one of the things that um, I will never forget is a house that we lived in. It was the, the place at our actual address was number two, Shady Lane. So we were too shady. And so <laughs> this was our actual address. Our sign on our street would get stolen all the time. So we, it was a real problem. But we actually, we, we went to go check this place out. It hadn't been lived in for years, but we turned up to check this place out. And instantly from the outside, all I'm thinking is there's space, there's land, this is going to be awesome. But we opened the doors to walk in to find the dirtiest carpet. It was so dirty, it was thick, and we're thinking, man, that's going to take a lot of rug doctoring to get this cleaned out. And so we're walking along, and I'm like, man, I wonder what color it actually is. And I wiped, and it was wooden floors. And so I'm thinking, me and Brian are like, oh boy, this is going to need more than a rug doctor. It's going to need a lot more assistance and help. But the place was a mess. But that didn't stop us from, from looking further into this place. It had four bedrooms. It had a huge kitchen. It had a double sleep-out section in the garage. It was on a massive orchard with um, avocados and tamarillos. Um, and it was a fabulous place to live. But in that moment, we could have done one of two things. And, and we chose the latter, which was awesome. We could have gone, this place is a total mess. It's not worth our time. Let's find a new spot. But we saw something better. We saw past the mess. We saw past the dirt. We saw past what we were thinking in our mind, like, oh, hard work of making, you know, and sanitary this place. We need to clean this right up. And we saw, the, the, we saw what it could be. We saw a place, a home for our family, which is where our son was born, our first child. This, was, this wasn't just a home. It was our home. But when we look at each other, and this is what I want us to see today, is we have to look past each other's mess. If I stand on the side of the road and I go, man, Luke's got a lot of stuff going. I'm going to keep my distance. Well, that is not the heart of God. The heart of God is to look at someone and see he needs help. He's going through something, regardless of what that looks like. And for me to take a moment and stop what I'm doing and go, man, my life is busy. But man, let me stop what I'm doing for a moment, just a moment, and go and lend a hand, whatever that might look like. Now, look, I know we have a lot of stuff going on, but we have to look past people's mess. We have to look past their issues. We've got to look past their problems and their hurts because inside is a son and a daughter of God that is loved by God so much more than their mess and their hurts and their feelings and their anxieties and their depressions. God sees the person not as they are, but who they can be. And we are called to be those people, to love one another as Christ loves us. And so today, as we look at this Valentine's service, as we think about buying flowers and, and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome, and I know it happened during the week, but today my heart is that we would love people the way Jesus loves us. Because if we can do that, how beautiful would this place be? Not just here, but around the world. Let's see if we can start to see the potential in his people. Because sometimes we think, I don't like that person or this person. But when you start to have a mind shift and you go, these are God's people. We can so easily see past the mess. I don't like their personality. It clashes with mine. But they are a son. They are a daughter of God. And we love them from there. Here's an incredible quote. Let's learn to be more effective contributors to other people's progress. It's not about us. 
I'm not going to go, hey, how can I do this really well by myself? No, no, no. How can we be contributors to seeing someone else progress in their workplace, in their life journey, in their family units, in whatever they are doing? How can we be contributors to their journey? So the story, stop and cross the road, is for us to have Christ in us as a life that is always progressing. We're always moving forward, not backwards, always looking for the love in other people's worlds and seeing the love inside our worlds. And this was one of the biggest challenges for my own life, was recognizing how much God actually loved me through all my mess and all my insecurities and all my flaws that I thought I had. And he strips it all away and goes, you know what, I just love you. I, I, just, I love you. And then I can turn around and go, well, I don't really mind if, you know, Renee annoys me all this time and da, da, da. No, no, no. We just love, love each other. We rub each other the wrong way. Like I might poker and she gets around ready to beat me and then realizes, you know, you can't beat people in New Zealand public. So, you know, it's really nice. Um, but we rub each other the wrong way and it's okay. But we need to love one another and look past our mess, look past our differences, look past our, our, anything that's going on in our world and recognize how much Christ loves us, his church, so much that he sent Jesus. Jesus came to die on the cross for us. So how easy is it for us to just stop, cross the road, and help someone else? Point two. This is my favorite one. They're all really good, but this is my favorite. Get your hands dirty. Get your hands dirty. This guy, he crossed the road. He stopped, crossed the road, and then he took out oil and vinegar to dress the guy's wounds. Now, remember, this guy was half dead, beaten up, kicked, lying half dead. He was a mess. And like we've got to remember that, that that's a mess. This guy came out and got his hands dirty. And sometimes I think we, we have a position where we go, well, Jesus wants to help you. So, um, hey, Kim, can you go and help Luke? Hey, Matt, could you just go over and just help Hadley move? We like to tell other people, we don't want to get our hands dirty. But we need to be people that stop, cross the road and go, hey, I'm all in. It doesn't matter about your mess. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to dig deep. And we don't just shy away because things are getting messy. But we press in to a place where we may feel so uncomfortable. Like, I don't even really like mess. I really don't. My wife loves mess. It's a real challenge because I have like a, what I thought was like a standard. And then, and it's, no, no, but. <laughs> hang on out. So you guys, you guys are going to have to ask for forgiveness on this one because you don't know where it's going. <laughs> so I thought I had a standard on how kids play. My standard is way too low because I think like a pen and paper, which is what I gave to Pearl's kids today. I'm like, hey, guys, you need to be looked after. Here's a pen and paper. Have fun. I'm out. <laughs> My standard, Briley's standard is so high that when I walk home, it's like I feel like I'm entering into a jungle gym and a playground and I'm like, hey, let's just get involved in this. So you see, you can all respond later for forgiveness for judging me so early. Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. But we have to get our hands dirty. And the only way to do that is actually be in someone's life, to be in their world. Now, Pastor Mark and I have been friends coming on 10 years. We have been each other's world. And I can tell you, it is not all just fluffy roses and fun times. Um, he's amazing, by the way. I'm probably the one with issues because he's probably going to listen to this later on. Um, but we have such, our friendship is, it's messy. There's been mess. Uh, don't get me wrong. There have been moments that have been incredible breakthroughs, moments that I'll never forget, but there have been moments of mess. 
And, and we went to a, a party a little while ago, maybe a couple years ago, three years ago, and we had to uh, work in pairs. Now, this was a husband and wife deal. Um, my wife wasn't there, and neither was his wife, and so we just buddied up. And, uh, and then we found out what the game was about. It was, how well do you know your partner? So this was great. I'm blaming the, the Montauks for this one. And so, um, but here's the thing is, I got eight out of ten right about Mark. I know how he folds his toilet paper. I know how he likes his eggs. I know where his favorite destination is to go on holiday. I know his favorite animal. Now, there are so many things I know about him that you would kind of think, well, what's, why do you need to know? I know him so deeply that it's little things that actually do count. And so when the moment came to ask about his life, I was able to answer the little things, but I could also ask the big things. What's his vision for this community? I could answer that too. What's the vision? What's his plan for his family? I could tell you that too. Because our hands have got dirty in each other's lives. We've stopped, we've crossed the road, and we've allowed the mess not to shy us away, but for us to enter into each other's world and get our hands dirty. And church, it's the most amazing thing you'll ever do. Not because you go, hey, look at me and Facebook, and it really frustrates me when someone does something really kind but puts it on Facebook and goes, hey, awesome. There are millions of people around the world that aren't seeing that, but they're doing just that. And we need to be a church, and we are a church, because you're all sitting here, loving on one another, serving each other. Our kids right now are being looked after for us. There are people getting dirty and messy just next door, which I love, uh, but then they can clean it up too, and we'll just take our kids home. So, you know, maybe you guys should pop in and say, how's it? But at the point of difference in their lives, we can be the joy. When someone is in a mess, when they are going through something challenging, we can be the joy. We can bring their goodness. We can bring faith into someone's situation. And this is what it looks like to get our hands dirty. This guy crossed the road for someone he didn't know. It was a different culture and race that he, did not, he was not meant to associate with. But he had compassion. He took pity on him. He stopped where he was going. He crossed the road and he was happy to get his hands dirty to see this guy live a better life. So point number three, because my time's going really fast. Number three, help people off the road. Actually, AKA, do the journey. That is one of our cultures here, is that we do the journey. It's not about just doing one thing and patting the people on the back and say, see you later. The scripture says this, then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. It wasn't enough to just help him on the roadside, clean him up with a bit of vinegar, uh, some wine and oils. No, no, he actually said, hey, mate, we've got to take you somewhere. He took him and put him on his own donkey and took him to a place where he could recover and recuperate. Sometimes uh, a person can't do this by themselves, and we have to actually step in and help that person through their journey. One of the most amazing scriptures, and you've heard it in, in this church many times, is the four friends that carry their paralyzed friend to Jesus. That guy couldn't do it by himself, and there's no point as a friend going, hey, buddy, you, you get up and go see Jesus. There is a moment where people can't do it by themselves and it is up to us to, to stop, cross the road, get your hands dirty and go, hey, let's do this journey together. Let's find faith together. Let's find the love of God together. Let's find the answers together. Let's find healing together. Let's find wholeness together. Let's kick the depression and anxiety and the fears. Let's find Jesus together. Hey, come with me. And sometimes you have to sacrifice your own things. This guy gave up his donkey to go on like a 38 kilometer walk and he said, hey, you 
you go on, I'm taking you somewhere safe. I wonder how hard it is sometimes just to take someone down the road. You know, because, well, I've got to get to Lake Kings. Don't want to be late. But we have to be people that have our eyes open, looking around, because there are hurting people all around us. It's often an inconvenient thing to help other people. That is true. That is true. But when we do, it's the most fulfilling thing we can do. I've recently, Briley and I have purchased a business, and the thing that I love the most is I'm providing a service that people love, (laughs) and that is coffee. (laughs) And people turn up just, if you don't know the order, they're just unhappy. You just should know there is such a relationship and a rapport that has been built over the 11 years of this business that people turn up just knowing, expectant, ready. And these guys have done the journey, and it's because people love coffee. And it's so good. But I get to see the reaction of just serving. It's the simplest thing. Like, like I'm talking like this is, this is shallow as we can go this morning. Handing someone a coffee and seeing their day get a little bit better. But imagine if we just said, hey, Hey, you know what? Today can be even better. Do you know there's someone that loves you? He can do something better than this cup of coffee. His name's Jesus. But, oh, that means we've got to cross the road. It means we have to get our hands a little bit dirty. It means we have to actually do the journey with someone. So my last point as the band comes up. Point number four is make an investment. Make an investment. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Now, this guy, uh, it's kind of, you know, everyone's got a little different opinion on what this may have looked like, but the most consistent I can find is that it's around two weeks that this guy would have been at the innkeeper. Now, that's expensive. Well, I'm thinking an Airbnb in Topol is like $60 to $80 a night, so you're looking at some coin for, for you to just drop someone off and, well, you just get better whilst I've still got to keep going on my journey, but I'm going to make an investment for you to get better, and I'm going to go on my way, but I'm going to come back. What an incredible posture of love and compassion. Remember, this guy, they didn't, the way that Jesus tells the story is so good because he's talking to Jews and saying, hey, actually, like, a priest should have helped out. That would have been normal for this situation that they were talking about. Or a Levite, because that's the assistant to the priest. So those were the two. Everyone would be going, yeah, those two, surely they're going to stop. But Jesus says, no, 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 it's the least likely person. It's the least likely person. And he breaks down stereotypes. He breaks down the way that we look at one another. He goes, no, 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 you may know the law, but I am the law, and I'm here to set things right. I'm here to set things right. Jesus set things right. It wasn't about whether you were a Jew. It didn't matter whether you're a Samaritan, Pharisees, you knew the law or not. It was about he was a person. Humanity 101 that we would love one another as Christ loves us. You know, we look at the scriptures and the two commandments, love God, love people, that's paraphrased, but love God, love people. But sometimes it's hard to actually love God 
because we actually haven't dealt with what's inside our own hearts. And I can tell you, for years of my life, I never crossed the road. For heaps of situations, I didn't cross the road. I look back and wish I was the person I am today. I wish I could have been that person 20, 25 years ago. But I'm not, and that's okay. But it matters today. I don't know what journey you might be on, whether you're a person that is on the road feeling defeated and broken, or maybe you're a person that's walking past and you don't know if you should stop. Maybe you're afraid to stop. Maybe you're worried about being vulnerable. Or maybe you've already got this down packed and you stop for every person in need. But my heart this morning was to emphasize on the most beautiful parable that Jesus is speaking in this moment, that we would recognize a story that wasn't just true back then, but that impacts and affects us today. That there are beautiful people sitting next to you right now. And you don't know who they are really, what's going on in their life really. Because we may not have stopped to actually say, are you actually okay? Are you actually doing okay? Church, why don't you stand with me as we close? There's some incredible similarities, incredible similarities to this story about another who crossed the road, stopped what he was doing, and crossed not just a road, a universe, a spiritual realm. Got his hands dirty, that is for sure. He did the journey. He is doing the journey. He will keep doing the journey. And I can tell you right now, he made the biggest investment that can ever be made. And his name is Jesus. Jesus left heaven and came to earth for us. Died on the cross for us. He laid it all down for us. And maybe you don't believe in this too much and you're thinking, man, this is a great story. Had fun. Can't wait for my loaded fries. But I'm telling you right now, there is a God, the only true God, who wants to remind you today that you are loved, you are worthy, you are valuable, you're beautiful and handsome, you are a son, you are a daughter of God. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.